One thing I hear all the time from people who are unhappy in their marriage is that they cannot afford to leave the relationship. Cheaper to keep them, they say. A big nasty fight in divorce can be expensive, but sometimes people discover that they are better off financially because they separated. This episode of the Ontario Family Law Podcast looks at what can make separating a good financial move in Ontario. I'm John Schumann, a certified specialist in family law in Ontario. I'm also a mediator, arbitrator, and collaborative lawyer. This podcast is a companion to my book, Guide to the Basics of Ontario Family Law, which is available on the iBookstore, Amazon, Kobo, and at fine bookstores. A lot of very smart people come to see me because they are thinking of separating and they want to know if they can afford it. Concerns about financial security or that a spouse will take everything are one of the biggest reasons people stay in an unhappy relationship. But often people are surprised that they will be fine after separation. Or at least, if they know what is going to happen, they can prepare for it. There are some times when it is very clear that a person will be financially better off if they separate from their spouse. If a spouse has a gambling problem or a substance abuse problem, or perhaps is recklessly incurring debt through spending or other imprudent activities, then he or she may drag the entire family down. In those situations, it can be a really good financial decision to cut the financial ties to a spouse who is an anchor. Keep in mind that if the problem is a spouse who is financially irresponsible, there are options to separating. A good marriage contract can protect the innocent spouse. I explained how to do that in a previous episode. That can keep a spouse who is a good parent but terrible with finances in the marriage. But if the spouse's irresponsible behavior is not limited to money, separating can end many of the financial problems. Other spouses who have been in long-term relationships and who have become completely financially dependent on their spouse will find that they will be okay financially as long as there is still money left in the family. Judges will also try to find ways to deal with spouses who have depleted family wealth to keep it from their partner. Child support is a complicated area, made more complicated by the prevalence of shared and split parenting situations. Keep in mind that full child support for one child is less than 9% of a payer's income. In many cases, that is much less than the actual cost of raising a child. So going after shared parenting to reduce child support can make absolutely no financial sense as the parents find they spend more than 9% of their income on a child who is living with them even 50% of the time. Parents should go after shared parenting because they love their children, not for money savings. Have a family lawyer do the calculations to see what child support situation works the best for you. Spousal support is always more complicated. The calculations are more complex than child support. The entire formula is different depending on whether or not there are children. And there is always the issue of whether a spouse is even entitled to support in the first place. In relationships with no children and where neither spouse make career sacrifices for the other, there may be no entitlement to spousal support, which means no spousal support. There are some situations where there would be a big entitlement to spousal support. The longer the relationship and the bigger the difference is in income, particularly where one person has made career sacrifices for the children or the family, the more spousal support. In these cases, both the monthly amount and the length of spousal support goes up over time. Still, there are caps for spousal support. Without dependent children, spousal support usually will not equalize the income of the spouses. Where one spouse spends a lot, spousal support can be a better option for the other spouse. Figure out what your family is spending and then have a lawyer do the full, complete spousal support calculations to determine what works best for you. Many people think that all couples share their assets 50-50 on separation. That is not true. Common law couples have no right to property division at all, although other areas of law may result in the sharing of assets in which both spouses have an interest. Married couples do not share everything 50-50 either. 
The equalization scheme just means that their wealth has to be reallocated so that both spouses have the same growth in their net worth during the marriage. There are some exceptions to that. Inheritances are not shared unless they were shared during the marriage. Neither are the parts of a personal injury settlement that are not related to income. However, any spouse who brought the matrimonial home into the marriage that remains the matrimonial home on the date of separation really gets screwed under Ontario family law. If that is you, speak to a lawyer before you separate unless you already have a marriage contract that fixes the problem. If you have already given up everything for your spouse, you may find that the money is coming back to you in separation. Doing the property equalization calculations can give you a much clearer view of what things will look like after separation. And remember, if you don't know anything about your spouse's financial situation before separation, that too will change after separation. Spouses do have to exchange complete financial disclosure before they can finalize any settlement after separation. So you will know what you need to know to work out the finances. Speaking to a lawyer before you separate can give you a lot of information about not only how much a separation will cost you, but how you can successfully work out your finances after separation. And if both parties have realistic expectations about what the finances will look like, they complete their separation and divorce at a relatively low cost, perhaps even less than they paid for their wedding. For a more thorough explanation of Ontario family law concepts in this episode, and more guidance in planning a separation, or even a marriage contract, get a copy of my book, Guide to the Basics of Ontario Family Law. You can find it in the iBookstore, on Amazon, and for Kobo. You can also get a lot more Ontario family law information on www.shumanlaw.ca. Not only are there hundreds of pages of family law information and links, but there are links to where to get my book and links to reach my office to meet with either me or one of my colleagues. It is always better to get a lawyer who can give you expert advice that is specific to your situation. In addition to my website, keep up to date on family law and children's law issues by liking my Facebook page, following me on Twitter at at Law, and finding me on LinkedIn. Of course, please also subscribe to my YouTube channel and the audio versions of the Ontario Family Law Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thank you for participating in this podcast. We will do this again soon.